communion meditation today will be from Isaiah chapter 42. Please stand for the reading of God's word. Last week we looked at this same chapter and this same passage, um, and we looked at verse 6, which talks about Jesus being made a covenant for the peoples. But today we'll be looking at verses 1 to 4. Please hear God's word. Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Amen. You may be seated. This passage is one of four servant songs in the book of Isaiah that talk about a figure known as the servant of the Lord. Um, and another one of the most famous of these is Isaiah 53. I'm going to look at this, but this passage in, 40, in verse 42 has, tells us three things about the servant of the Lord. First, his identity. We see this in verse 1. Whoever this servant is, the Lord wants us to take note of him. He says, behold my servant. He wants us to look at this servant. We also see that the servant is beloved by the Lord. He says, he's my elect one in whom my soul delights. And we also see that he's chosen. The word elect means chosen. The servant is chosen by the Lord for his mission. And then we also see that the servant is filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, I will put my spirit upon him. Matthew in his gospel, um, Matthew chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17 gives us a hint about who this servant is. Matthew says this, When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And you see the similarities here. You have the servant, this Jesus is beloved by the Father, and the Holy Spirit descends on him, just like the servant. Well, if that wasn't even clear enough as to who this servant is, we also see later in Matthew chapter 12, this gospel, he, he quotes this very passage and tells us that this is Jesus. Matthew tells us that when Jesus was facing opposition from the Pharisees, he withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him and he healed them. Yet he warned them not to make him known that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. And Matthew goes on to quote all, the, all of these verses. So we see first the identity of the servant is, it is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the one who is beloved by the Father, chosen and filled with the Spirit. And this really gives us a beautiful picture of how the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are all involved in our salvation. Well, secondly, we see in this passage the mission of the servant. And we see this in uh, 
verses 1 and 3 and 4, where it says, He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will bring forth justice for truth. And the coastlands will wait for his law. The servant's mission is bringing, bringing justice, bringing the law. And that's, that happens as the law, when the, the servant brings the law. It first of all shows us our, as sinners that we cannot keep God's law, that we break it and that we can only be saved by his grace. And then when we trust him for salvation, we see that the law then becomes something that is no longer an enemy, but shows us a way that how we can please God. But the servant not only brings his, his salvation and his law and his grace, he doesn't just bring it to the Jews, but to the Gentiles, to the nations. And then thirdly, we see the character of the servant in verses two and four, uh, two through four. And this is described in three ways. First, he is humble. Verse two says, he will not cry out, he will not raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. And these words refer to, different words for crying out can refer to crying out for help or crying out to, um, in making oneself known, in making a great show, parading oneself, and that is how earthly kings would have gone around. But we see that Jesus didn't act that way. In his, he, didn't, he didn't want people to make his identity known before it was time. He didn't, doesn't use his voice to draw attention to himself or to serve himself, but to serve the Lord and to serve others. And so we see here that Jesus is humble in the way he... Secondly, we see he's merciful in verse 3 where he says, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. A bruised reed was, uh, a reed was used for, uh, for measuring something or supporting something, uh, but a bruised reed is a reed that's been damaged. It's been bruised, but it's not completely broken. It's, it's not useful for what you would normally use it for. And uh, smoking flax, uh, flax was used to light lamps. So you would put flax in and light lamps. But smoking flax is something that isn't burning. It's not giving heat or light, but it is just smoking. It's clouding um, the air. And so these, ver- these metaphors speak to the fact that Jesus is compassionate and merciful, that those who are broken and wounded, who others would just think nothing of putting out, um, breaking a reed completely or putting out the flax, that Jesus has compassion and he will heal those who turn to him. And so we see that Jesus is merciful, but we also see that he's successful in verse four. And that's where he says, he will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands will wait for his law. What an encouraging it is to know that Jesus will not fail or be discouraged in his mission of bringing his salvation, bringing the gospel to, to all the nations. And that should also give us encouragement that he will bring it to the ends of the earth. And we've, this, the word for coastlands or isles is a word that refers to, from the perspective of Israel, the, 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 uttermost, the extremity of the earth and so this is a way of saying that Jesus is going to bring salvation to all of the earth, even the most distant ones. And Jesus is the one who is mighty to save and to sanctify all those who put their trust in him, no matter who they are or where they're from or what their condition is. 
So we see that Jesus is humble, is merciful, and successful. So this morning, do you feel like a bruised reed or a, a smoking flax that's wounded, weak? Don't be discouraged. Look to Jesus. He is the servant of the Lord. He is the merciful, humble, and successful Savior. He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him because he ever lives to make intercession for them. So come to this table trusting in Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we praise you that you are the servant of the Lord, that you are beloved by the Father and filled with the Spirit, that you are mighty to save. We thank you that you do not break the bruised reed or quench the smoking flax. We thank you that you will not fail or be discouraged in your mission, but you will bring your salvation to the nations. We, th we pray that you would help us to approach your table, looking to and trusting in you as the humble, merciful, and successful Savior. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.